This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. We should play the uh, the roundtable music anyway, because it's fun. Camelot. Yeah. Camelot. It's all about Monty Python. We bring in Vash Diehurt, CarolinaBlitz.com, at Keith Blitzen. On Twitter, although I know she has additional Twitter handles, uh, and I believe has handles too, from uh, from back in the day. Uh, Vashdai, how you doing? Mike Felder will join us in a sec. I'm good. I'm, I'm just trying to process everything. All right, so, uh, we're back rolling here as far as uh, a coach in Carolina. So yeah, let's let's start with that because uh, I know you've been uh, you've been on this beat. I'm I'm curious. Do I tech? Do I detect a level of disappointment in the outcome of this coaching search? For me personally, yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, it's it's kind of discouraging uh, in general to see somebody do what Steve Wilkes was able to do with that Carolina Panthers team, and me having pretty much a front row view of where that team was pre-Steve Wilkes and where they were at the end of the season. And for him to be passed over for the head coaching job, I think is a slap in the face, not only to him personally, but also you have to, in, in, a, in a larger perspective, it's a slap in the face to black coaches mm-hmm. from a professional and even a college level where they systematically get passed over for jobs despite um, meeting certain performance standards. so the, I, Here's the, here's the thing. I agree 100% with what you said. We had Greg Doyle on earlier. He's now the, uh, the columnist for the Indianapolis Star. Uh, and he praised Frank Reich, thinks it's a great hire. Uh, but I asked him about, Steve, and actually he offered himself that Steve Wilkes should have been the hire, that it really doesn't make logical sense. And I do think it is a fair question to ask. Uh, and really, it's a hypothetical and we'll never know uh, because, I mean, this it's just not the case. Were Steve Wilkes white, the exact same situation, defensive coordinator, pl- team played exactly the way they played, would he have gotten the job? And it, it, to me, it's a character assassination of David Tepper to say, yes, it would have been uh, it would have been a different outcome. So I can't even say that, but I think it's a fair thought exercise to have. Yeah, it's a fair thought exercise. And of course, you know, we can't we can't say that would be the that would be the case with certainty. But, you know, I, I'm very interested and I know obviously this came down to what each coach's philosophy and, and plans for the team uh, would be offensively going forward uh, because in the last few drafts, uh, the Sands, this last one where they uh, drafted Icky, they've been going heavy on defense and right. solidifying that defense. So I, I don't know what the plans are and what the difference was in plans offensively going forward. It's just, it, it's it's very discouraging that Wilkes didn't get that job. I mean, even offensively, I know he probably hates being pigeonholed as a defensive slash offensive coach. I mean, they put up record numbers. They set a franchise record in, in offensive yards in the game under his tenure <laughs> and rushing yards in the game in his tenure. So 
or during his during his tenure as, as interim coach. So it's just, you know, it, it is what it is at this point, uh, unless yeah, – I, I don't know if people know Wright's history, but he was the second choice for the Indianapolis coach. Right. They had originally hired McDaniels. And McDaniel's kind of shunned them, and then and then they went with with, with Frank. So uh, kind so. of, kind of shunned them. They had the press conference <laughs> all set. Josh, they did. Josh just didn't get on the plane. It was That's co- wild, right? Completely left the Colts at the altar, uh, and then they had to look. I, again, I think Frank Reich's a good coach. Two things can be true: Frank Reich could be a good coach, and it could be the wrong decision. Uh, or an unfair decision. So that's uh, that's where I am there. Before I bring in Mike Felder, I'm curious because you do you spend enough time around these players. What do you think the sense is of the players in that locker room having spent 13 weeks under Steve Wilkes? I don't think they're happy about it uh, privately. They would never say that publicly. They're going to offer support publicly. But they were very vocal about wanting Steve Wilkes to be their coach going forward. And that was something that they made sure to harp on in their closing uh, interviews with us uh, on before they headed off to, to their break. And, and usually you don't see that. I hadn't seen that with not to the level uh, with, uh, with Matt Rule. So, um, you know, it, it's, I'm sure privately they're like, man, you know, we played our butts off. We did what we felt like we needed to do to make sure that Steve Wilkes remained our guy, and it wasn't enough. That's Vash Diehert. We bring in Mike Felder at In the Bleachers on Twitter from Stadium College Football. Just a football savant, if you will. Um, you, oh, he's still connecting, so I can't even bring him in. I can't even ask him this question. It's a brilliant question, too. Uh, so <laughs> we're going to have to wait for the uh, for the brilliant question. Uh, what's the sense that a guy like... Uh, Shaq Thompson would have come back with Steve Wilkes as the head coach, but now may be looking elsewhere. I think he would have, I mean, he would have had to explore his options regardless. He's an aging uh, linebacker. I think that that's an area where uh, in his specific position specifically is where Scott Fitterer said they would be looking to beef yeah. up during the off season. So, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't, you know, at this point in Shaq Thompson's career, he wants to check. And he's going to go where the money is. And if Carolina is going to offer him money, he's going to swallow that pride and he's going to be a Frank Wright guy. I mean, that's just right. it. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah, look, uh, I'm, for, first of all, all of these guys, every single one of them should go wherever the money is biggest. They don't, they, they don't play long enough right. for that to not be the overriding factor. I, if, I were, uh, if I were a professional football player, if the New York Jets – paid me the most money, I would go play for that dysfunctional franchise because for these guys who have an average career of, what, three years, four years, yep. just get as much of it as you can. Uh, that's that's the way I've, uh, I look at it. I think these guys uh, should uh, should go out and get the most, uh, the most money. So where do you think they're going to ultimately end up in this draft? They have the ninth pick. From from based on you know what you've been able to glean from either talking to people or uh, just your own reporting, do you, are they going to trade up? Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete DeRuta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Financial advice industry can be overwhelming for a lot of people. Is there a way to be sure you're getting the best service when you don't know? 
Yeah, Adam, it's not just if you gave the money to a planning team and they did good the first year. I mean, anyone can do good for one year, but it's a track record and it's a long-term accounts that are very important. We call that a financial fill-up strategy, Adam, and that gives you lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll put together for you, the listener, your very own total retirement plan. If you call right now. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. I mean, I, I think that if if they want to get the quarterback of their choice, they're going to have to be aggressive in the draft and trade up. Uh, it's just who or what they will, you know, what they will give up to trade up to the position that where they want to go and what quarterbacks they like. Um, I, I mean, with, with a whole new staff coming in, we knew that, that uh, Steve Wilkes was a run-heavy guy. He focused on running the ball. Right. I mean, and looking at, and looking at Frank's, uh, at his offenses in the past, you know, he's had a quarterback carousel. So what kind of quarterback does he like? He inherited Andrew Luck, and then the next year he leaves, and, and, and the record reflected that. So I, I really don't know enough about him to know what his style is offensively. Um, he, did, he did well with Carson Wentz in, in Philadelphia. Uh, the first year it was bumpy. The second year was when they won the Super Bowl. I, I just don't know. I don't know enough about him. But I think they have to get their guy in the draft. No more trading for <laughs> for for washed up vets or trying to make a guy out of a guy who's not a guy. Yeah, well, Frank Reich did that the last couple of years too. So, I, and although we don't know exactly who's responsible for all the decisions, I think Frank Frank Reich really pushed to get Carson Wentz in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. It worked for uh, a couple of weeks, and then it didn't. Uh, and then the Matt Ryan experiment did not work out. Don't again. Don't know if that was Frank Reich's doing or not. Uh, but we we know how the quarterback decisions have played out with the Carolina Panthers. It's not pretty. Uh, here's the thing: if they draft a quarterback at number nine, and everybody thinks that Anthony Richardson is ultimately going to be the uh, the quarterback available to them at number nine. It's not like you could put Anthony Richardson on the field in year one and think it's not going to also be a disaster. Uh, so there's probably st- still needs to be a veteran. Do you get the sense that that might be Sam Darnold for a year? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, he certainly looked better uh, toward the end of the season. Uh, I-, I think that it, that will all come down to price. But I also feel like the Panthers have to be in a win-now mode. And so whether that's Darnold, and I think that he will be an option for them uh, based on how he looked, or somebody else, or another veteran quarterback, they still need to get a guy who can win because the NFC South at this point is wide open. And whichever team makes the right decisions and whichever team positions themselves the best, this offseason, in my opinion, will be able to dominate that division for the next several years. It is. Which is why I thought that this 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 hire was so important. It is absolutely ripe for the picking. We bring in Mike Felder now from Watch Stadium at In the Bleachers on Twitter. Uh, maybe the smartest football mind I know. Let me ask you this, Mr. Felder, uh, because you played, uh, so you know about the relationship between. Uh, coaches and players. Uh, Mm -hmm. How do you think the decision to go to Frank Reich versus the guy that was already in that room, how do you think that plays out? I think there's going to be some guys that are upset, obviously. 
And then we're also going to see guys that are excited for a new opportunity, right? Like, so everybody doesn't feel happy about where they are in the, in the hierarchy of things. Right. So I think at the end of the day, you're going to have some guys that were loyal to Wilkes, and then you're going to have other guys that are looking for a new opportunity, better opportunity, or a guy that they think might be a better coach. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens because this is a guy, obviously, I, I mean, there's, there's a, he's got a double life. Right, this is a guy that did play for the Carolina Panthers, right? But also has kind of that Buffalo Bills, like ten. What is he? Ten years with the Buffalo Bills, and then he becomes this assistant coach, and everybody knows him from the Eagles. So, and then obviously the Colts. So, this is going to be interesting to see, you know, what he's able to do and what he's able to create here, because I think that with the Colts, he was trying to build on something, but here I think he gets a clean slate. Does it matter to players, and maybe it does depending on which uh, part of the locker room you're in, but the, whether it's an offensive or a defensive coach at the head coaching position? Well, it matters who he hires. Does that make, does that make sense? Yeah. Like, like it's one thing for, you know, a, a defensive guy to just suffocate the defense. And this is something, that, listen, I'll go back to college, but Kirby Smart hired some he hired some offensive guys, and then all of a sudden, he just kind of suffocated them until he finally cut them loose in the last two seasons. And that's a big deal. We just saw Mario Cristobal, who's technically an offensive guy because he's an offensive line coach, but he just, he just fired Josh Gaddis. Right. And Nick Saban, who's a defensive guy, we saw him throttle down that offense until he realized, oh, I might have to score 45 <laughs> points in a game. Yeah. To beat Johnny Manziel or to beat, you know, Deshaun Watson or to beat, at this point now, to beat Georgia. So I do think, I think it's about the small relationships more than the big relationships. Like everybody's not going to be friends with the head coach. You're not, you're not, here's the thing. If you're in the NFL, you know who you're not. You're not Tom Brady. Okay. <laughs> so the coach doesn't really care about you. You are what's in the words of um, Beyonce, like, I can have another you in a minute, and that's the way the NFL traffics. Not for long is what NFL stands for, and so we'll see who he hires, and that's the part that's going to be the building blocks for success. But let's not forget, the Panthers have been trying to build like the Steelers to no avail. Right. And that's going to be the interesting part for me. I could have another you in a minute. That is a great line. Mike Felder. Hey, listen, uh, he gets so irreplaceable. Come on, Michael. This is what you're doing to me today. <laughs> oh, that's that's like a man anthem. For, like, they, men love that Beyonce song, Irreplaceable. So, shout out to you for that one. That is just... Men, it, men don't, why would a man love that song? It's Beyonce. You just Beyonce. quoted it. Another you in you a just man. quoted it. You yeah, no, no. It. But but it, it is about... It is telling, it is telling a guy, like... There's a billion of you. There is a billion of you, and I it, I don't need you. That that that's that's the way I read. I could be processing it incorrectly, but that does that does appear to the left, to the left. <laughs> All your things in the box to the left. I can have another you in a minute. Matter of fact, and what does she say? In a matter of fact, he'll be here in a minute. I can't. I can't even argue that. He's, I'm sure she's 100 percent correct uh, on that. All right. So we were before you you jumped on with this, Mike. We were talking about the potential for the who the quarterback might be. So uh -huh. I keep I keep seeing Anthony Richardson. Uh, and let, let's uh, uh, okay. When do they pick? When do they pick? Ninth. 
Oh, good grief. So the, the top four are uh, Young, Stroud, Levis, Richardson, probably. Sure. Um, <laughs> you don't seem uh, you don't seem excited about any of them. I like there's I like a, Young. No, no, there's a top two. There's a top two. Without a doubt, there's a top two: Stroud and Young. Okay. Young one, Stroud two. But then after that, like hopefully you think Will Levis turns into what Josh Josh Allen, right? Hopefully, hopefully. Anthony Richardson is like a, a like he's it's. He's like a uncarved, unmarble, like unlike unsanded. Like he's so raw. He's got all the measurables of what Cam Newton, right? But hasn't done any of the stuff that Cam did in college, right? So what do you want? You want, like those? Like I just think we're going to see somebody get overdrafted, and yes, well, it's going, and then we're going to have to look at them as you're the problem, and it's like no. You're the problem. You shouldn't have picked him here, and right. that's what uh, that's how GMs get fired, or that's how GMs should get fired. So, for me, it just I, I think we do have to enter in all these other pieces. Like, what are you going to do? Like, do you do you feel like you're going to go safe? Are you going to be more wait until the second round? What are you going to like? There's no way that those four guys should get picked in the top ten. There's absolutely no way. There's no way they should all get picked in the top ten. But we agree Bryce Young is the best. What is the one the what is the best quality of Bryce Young? Um leadership. Okay. I know that's un I know that's unquantifiable. No. Huh? Uh you know, actually, you know what? Screw that. Decision making. Because I, I don't want to talk about unquantifiable things. Let's talk about decision making. At the end of Alabama's games when they were losing, when they needed a drive, you know what Nick Saban did? And this is the difference. Between C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, and why I had Bryce Young above C.J. Stroud, at the end of those games when they needed a win, when they needed something to happen, Alabama cut them loose. They said, you call the play, you make it happen, you make the checks, and what did he do? Every time. Yeah. He got it done. C.J. Stroud, and same thing happened with Justin Fields. Ryan Day is trying to call perfect plays from the sideline. You're working tempo, my man. You know what slows down tempo? Your quarterback having to look at you to signal in a play and then him trying to get them lined up. But Bryce Young, hey, we're going to work out of the same formation the whole time. We're going to do tight bunch, and we're going to run an angle route. We're going to run a tight a speed out. We're going to go to the one receiver side. We're going to do all those things, and that's the part to me that puts Bryce Young over the top. And I understand he's smaller. Yeah. You can think he's small. That's fine. What do they do in the NFL right now? Protect the quarterback? Let's go. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. T- that's my only fear about Bryce Young is that I'm afraid it's not just small, but uh, like not thick. Like Russell Wilson is small, but he's thick. Like how many times has he been hit in college? Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery is a lovely kitchen, bath, and closet remodeling company. We do pretty much any of the utility spaces in your house. If you want to store things in your cabinets, if you want to work on things on your countertops, if you want to uh, have a floor that can get wet or muddy, we're the place to help 
help you fix your home up. We are the Designery North Raleigh, located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you, or visit our website at thedesignery.com. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at uh, probably not a lot, but uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a different game. Uh, that's the, but that's my only it's fear. A it's a, Adam, it's a different game. Yeah, they, I think it's a completely different less. game. They let you hit less in the NFL. Well, that, no, that that, that, is, that is true. I now I I understand your point, uh, <laughs> Mike 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 Felder. All right, I have I have two things. We have we only have a couple more minutes here. I appreciate both of your time. You, you guys are both awesome. Um, the NFL is considering, they may deny it, but they are definitely considering uh, going to neutral sites for the conference championship games. Tell me, Vashti, why that wouldn't be an awful decision. Why it wouldn't be an awful decision? I think it would be tragically bad. So why do you want me to argue and for it? I mean, I think that's <laughs> terrible. I, I, I don't, I, yeah. What are you What are you playing for in the regular season if you don't have home field advantage when it really counts? Yeah. Um, but money. You know, I, yeah, but, you know, I guess so. Money for the – they said it's going to allow them to vet future sites, I think, for sure. maybe Super Bowl. And, and But who cares about that? I mean, the Super Bowl is going to attract – it's the Super Bowl. So no matter where you're going to put – where you put it, it's going to jump off. You can't. You, what are you telling these guys who fight for home field advantage during the season? That, oh, it doesn't matter when it matters most. I just think it's a terrible idea. I guess I, I guess we're going to agree on that. Uh, <laughs> but but it's but it's good for money. Yeah. The play, and Mike, won't the players get all that money? No, they won't. <laughs> we all, we all know that they won't get that money. Oh, yeah, I know. It's it's a terrible. <laughs> it's an awful decision. Who you got? Who you got this week, Mike? I don't know who's playing. <laughs> I love my college football friend. Uh, Vashti, who's winning these two games? And I'm going to ask okay. Mike a better question anyway. All right. I want the Eagles. To, I, I, I do this. At this point, you know, I, I don't know much. I watch these teams, but it really doesn't matter who wins. But I go off of fan bases. 49ers fans are way – their heads are too big, so I'm going for Eagles. And then um, that Chiefs Bengals are tough, but I like the swag of the Bengals. So I'm, I, I want to see Eagles, Bengals in the Super Bowl. All right. Now, uh, Mike, what's uh, what are you making for halftime of the Super Bowl? Oh, uh, man, I have no idea what we're doing for the Super Bowl. Oh, we got man. invited to a party, but it is uh, 75 minutes away, and so we're definitely not going to that. <laughs> Um, we'll be at that. We'll be at the house or we'll be at my brother's house, but I am, I mean, listen, I'm going to make my mom's dip. It's a classic, like, you know, ground beef dip. I will say this. My wife loves Joe Burr. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm a Bengals guy all the way. All right, then. Well, she, well, she loves him. She loves like, but what Joe does she Burr, love about him? I, I think she likes how like kind of my, my wife just recently got into Jordan's. And I think she kind of likes his, like, swag. Like, swag on a guy that you don't expect to have that swag. Does that make sense? No. It makes perfect sense. He does. He he is he is a hot, he oozes cool 
I, I don't even I it's nobody Trevor Lawrence doesn't have this kind of cool. Joe Burrow's I, well, got hang on. Hang hey, hey. Let me tell you something. Trevor Trevor is dope, dog. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Are we, we're, we're gonna have another conversation about this. Yes. Uh Mike Felder at in the bleachers on Twitter. Vash Die Hurt at Keep Blitz and, and other Twitter handles as well. Uh <laughs> CarolinaBlitz.com. Mike from Watch TV. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize that. Oh, my, come you on. Didn't realize, he didn't, we know each other via Twitter. Yeah. Like, oh, my oh. gosh. We're connecting people. This is like, I feel like, uh, I feel like the eHarmony guy. Uh, but obviously uh, not because, you know, Mike's married and all that. Uh, Vash Dye, uh, Mike, I thank you so much. All right. Thanks. Cheers. <laughs> they can have a conversation now. Yeah. Uh, about, uh, about, you know, how they know each other from Twitter. Sure. I chose William Peace University because of the small class sizes. I feel that you get more one-on-one time with teachers. With class sizes like about 16 per teacher, you can really get that one-on-one help a lot of students need. A 12 to 1 student to faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu.